You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. All right, good afternoon, Bruce. How are you? Good afternoon. Um, still still good. A little annoyed with uh, our politicians and, you know, all that fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, good. All right, well, let's start with that. What are you annoyed with? Well, uh, I don't live there, right? Uh, we were talking a little bit off air about Mayor Lori Lightfoot. And, uh-huh, uh, Chicago, yeah. Yeah, that's Chicago. And, yeah, you know, I don't live there, but Chicago has one of the, you know, most extreme gun laws there, right? It's very difficult to get a uh-huh. firearm there. Yeah. So the um, people of that city, let's say uh, it's the Bridgeport neighborhood. Some of the residents decided to take matters in their own hands and decided to patrol their streets with baseball bats and such to ensure there's no rioters coming in and destroying their neighborhood. And Lori Lightfoot says this is bad and saying they should sit and wait for the government to come in and save them. I'm sorry. This is America. If the police can't get there, I'm all for these people protecting their neighborhood. Go right for it. You know, we played the clip of the sheriff of Polk County a couple of days ago talking about how he encourages his citizens to own guns. He encourages Uh them to take whatever actions necessary to defend themselves and their family. And in this case, I'm speaking of the good sheriff down there, when he came out and he said that we are encouraging our citizens to use guns and we're advising them, if you come into our houses, we're advising them to blow you back out the door if you intend to do their family harm. Well, then, you know, I'm sorry, but I mean, if you're breaking into someone's home and the homeowner doesn't know what your intent is, it's within their right to defend their home, their person, you know, their, their property, all that stuff. And if that happens to be you get shot, well, mm-hmm. well, the fact is, is that, like, yeah, but and, and the fact is, is what what should be happening here is that is you hope it doesn't get to the point because that's why you have the police departments, right? That's what they're there right. for. They're there to ensure that the communities are safe and that people can sleep peacefully at night. Well, you've got thugs and meth heads in the streets. They're doing everything they can do to make sure that that doesn't happen. And so. Mm-hmm. The role of the police departments and the sheriff's departments in the case where you have law and order breaking down, it should be the police departments and the sheriff's offices doing what that sheriff said in Polk County. They will back up the community. The community will then take the lead. If you can't do it as the police department, well, then sorry, what good are you? No offense to the to the average cop out there. That's not what I mean. So please don't take that out of context. What I'm saying is, is that and I'm echoing what you just said, Bruce, you have a responsibility to protect yourself, your family, and your property against anyone that might intend to do it harm. And that's how it is. In this case, it's on the citizens. This is why we have the Second Amendment. This is why we have it. We have it in the hopes that we don't have to use it. Yeah. Don't want to use it, but hey, it's there. They've been trying for decades to try and take that amendment away. They've been trying for decades, and they can't do it. Well, guess what? They're at their end game now. They know they can't get the guns. They've been trying to do that for you know decades. So now they're just pushing ahead. They don't care. 
They don't care. They're all in, right? I've been saying this for for months now. They're all in. It's it's two outs, bottom of the ninth. They're swinging for the fences. Okay, that that's who that's who these people are. That's what they're doing. And I, I hate to jump into this already getting agitated kind of kind of mood, but I mean it's just getting more and more out of control, and it's going to continue to spiral. It's going to continue to spiral. And I, I'm saying this because I'm seeing the videos coming out over there. Bruce, you're seeing them. We're watching them. We're going through them. We're picking through them. And I can tell you right now, from what I'm seeing, law and order is breaking down. It's breaking down. And you've got what we described a couple of nights ago as the Trojan horses, right? The, the traitors within. They're here. They're called mayors and governors. That mayor in Chicago is a Trojan horse. She is a traitor within. That's who she is. The National Guard in D.C., Okay, they are instructed not understand what I'm about to say. They are instructed not to carry guns or ammunition by Defense Secretary Mark Esper. He ordered all of the active duty troops out of the Capitol prior to all this. What in the world is going on over there? You've got these two generals that have come out now and have have gone against the president. Um, You know what? I I think I think I'm done at this point. I'm done. I, I was willing to give these people the benefit of the doubt. But they're kind of showing their true colors at this point, aren't they? They're capitulating. Yeah. They're showing their true intentions. So which side are they really on? You know, I I said a long time ago that I'm really bad with like really bad with time. I can tell you what's going to happen like based on historical context. That's it. But I'm really bad about trying to figure out exactly when that's going to happen, because everything, as you said, Bruce, it comes back like history repeats itself, but it comes back in an abstract form. Right. And that's true. So it's hard to tell because we're in a new age and it's hard to tell how they're going to put that spin on it. And so the issue that we're running into is, is that I said there's going to come a point in time when you're going to see things happening on the television, in the newspapers, online, whatever it is, you know, however you get your your so-called news, you're going to see a point in time that we reach where everyone is going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to make that choice. You don't want to, right? I don't want to make that choice. You don't want to make that choice. Bruce, I know you don't want to make that choice, but everyone's going to have to make a choice on what they're going to do, what side they're going to be on. I hate to pick sides because everything we do here is about not taking sides, about staying in the middle. Well, we are those people in the middle, but there are people out there on one side, right? All this extremist stuff that's that's happening, right? Yeah, I don't call it right or left because that's not that's not where we're going to go with this. But if you want to go right or left with it, it's left. If it was right, I'd be telling you it was right because I'd shout that down too, rightfully so. But all this violence, all this this looting, this burning, this smashing, it's <laughs> for lack of a better term. It's just um it's all coming from the extreme left, but they're doing it in the name of fighting the extreme right when there is no extreme right. I haven't seen it. Have you? Have you, Bruce? No. Have you seen the extreme right? I, I would no. be the first one calling it out saying, hey, those are Nazis. Hello. Th- those are those are those are skinhead neo-Nazis. Take them down. And, you know, as I'm sitting here, if that were actually the case, if those were the ones out there in the streets, rioting, looting, burning, smashing, the media would be all over it. You'd never hear the end of it. You'd never hear the end of it. I mean, but technically, case, we are calling we are calling out the Nazis. Well, yeah, I mean, that's- seriously, the, the one difference between Nazis and socialists, right, or, or the communists is Nazis focus on race and communists focus on class, right? That's the main difference. They're both racist. They just they just mask it behind something else. Well, well, in this case, flat race. In this case, what's what's unique? You're right. You're right. What's unique about this case? They're focusing on both simultaneously. You notice that? 
Yeah. 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 So it's both the communist and or socialist yeah. and the, the fascist at the same time. Yeah. Well, all socialism, it doesn't matter. All socialism derives from Marxism. Do you know yeah. the Nazi movement? And I'm making historical references to this because this is so important to understand from where we're at in, in a point of history, because history is happening right now. You know, we're going to look back on this in 50 to 100 years and think, what in the world were we doing? Mm. So it's really important to understand this. All socialism derives from Marxism. Remember that. That's extremely important. That's the pinnacle of everything that these people are trying to do. The idea of Nazism was not popular. It wasn't popular in Germany at the time. It wasn't popular. It was a low-grade group of ragtag thugs, which, by the way, I spoke on yesterday. It was the origin of the Antifa movement. That's where it started. It was a radical Marxist movement. That's what the Nazi movement was in its infancy. And here's the, here's the odd thing about it. If you didn't have that genesis of Antifa in Germany at that time with the anarcho-Marxist movements, then you wouldn't have had the Nazi party. They got a bad name for themselves as the Antifa movement of its time, right, which it was actually called that. They got the bad name for themselves at the time. So what they do, they turned around and they rebranded themselves. They changed their name from the German Workers' Party to the National Socialist German Workers' Party. So instead of burning down things, they embraced the nationalism. And people got on board with it thinking it was patriotic. They were the only ones offering change in the time of economic despair. What do we have? We have a group out there calling for change. Who ran a campaign on change? Just going to throw that out there. I'm going to leave that hanging. We're seeing the breakdown of law and order. All right. National Guard in D.C. Big protest coming up there today, right? They were planning to have media was saying there was going to be a million. Of course, there's only 100,000 to show up. The Pentagon has told Washington, D.C.'s National Guard and Guardsmen from other states in the Capitol to not use guns or ammunition. So what? Let me get this straight. You've got from what we covered yesterday, right, from, from what we covered yesterday, you've got Antifa that are obviously they're going to be there. OK, we were hearing that they were being taught tactics on how to take out eyes, gouge out eyes how to destroy them, how to humiliate people in the streets, throw things at them, do them harm. And you have men and women in uniform who are being asked to go out there and stand toe to toe against these thugs to stop the violence. And they're not allowed to defend themselves. The order came from the defense secretary, Mark Esper, and was made. Listen to this. And was made without the Pentagon consulting the White House. You hear this? Yeah. Trump has pushed for a strong militarized show against force uh, force against the protesters. Meanwhile, the Pentagon will send back the remaining 900 active duty troops who were sent to the D.C. area to their home bases. I ask you, do we have Trojan horses in D.C.? Because I think we do. I think we do. Yeah, definitely seems that way. The traitors within. I no longer give a damn about what these people think. Of course, I really didn't before. But officially now, I don't care what any of these people think. These people are, you talk about the swamp. These people are traitors to everything that they swore an oath to. Well, we've seen polls uh, that were showing th there's a large portion of the population. I think it was 58 percent. Uh, trying to remember off the top of my head that we're for using the National Guard and only 15, 18 percent were against it. And, you know, the rest were eh about it. If they continue on this this route and they're rioting, if it can't remain peaceful, if they're not going to do and it's going to continue doing the riots, we should have the National Guard in and they should have live ammunition at that point because you're risking people's lives. These protesters, okay, first of all, you have the protesters refusing to abide by the curfew. You have the protesters refusing 
to back off from the police lines. You have the protesters refusing to disperse when you need emergency vehicles to come through because there's a building on fire, for example, because of the rioters throwing Molotovs, might I add. And because of that, you're risking people's lives. You don't know if somebody's trapped in there and emergency personnel are unable to get to them because you're in the way. You're risking people's lives. So if you're unwilling to to abide by the law, the governor's and the mayors are unwilling to to abide by the law, then the governors, the mayors should be arrested. The National Guard should be sent in and this should be quelled immediately. This can be quelled immediately. You can shut this down tomorrow morning. The fact is, is that it's not being done. It's not being done on purpose. That's my that's my opinion based on what I'm seeing. By the way, no, you, uh, I was going to change uh change into the NFL and stuff, the influencers. Okay. Well, go ahead. I wanted to, um, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I, I did. I just wanted to touch on this one fact today for those that don't know, because you'd never know it. If you turn on the TV today is the anniversary of D-Day Normandy 44, I believe uh, 40, 44. Yeah. So the fact is, is you're never going to see this. You're, you're never going to see this on TV today. You might catch a, a footnote on page 14 somewhere of it, but we can't glorify the men who we drafted And believe me, I know I've got family who fought in that war. We can't glorify the men that we drafted under the age of 18, by the way, uh, who didn't finish high school, who left home, left their families and went over by volunteering to go fight Superman. And we we give up that generation for what? For this? For what we're seeing now? For everything that they fought for? What'd they do it for? What in the hell did they go over and fight for? For all this to fall apart like this? To have a bunch of dirty communists come in and take everything over? You know, I said it before. We um, we made an alliance at that time with the Soviet Union because, I mean, obviously for reasons of shutting down fascism. Okay. But my opinion on that remains clear. We, we got too close to that essence, if you will. That whole enemy of my enemies, my friend kind of deal, right? Mm-hmm. We got too close to that. If we would have listened to the right people, the people that were on the ground, if we didn't turn over the decisions that were made to the wrong people, then we could have dealt with this problem. And we probably wouldn't be seeing what we're seeing now. But instead, we listened to the wrong people and we put the wrong people in power. Even back then, even back then we did that. And at that point, our fate was sealed because we did the wrong thing. We put the wrong people in power. And those people put us on the path that we're on now that has led us to this point. And so today is a day that needs to be remembered for the ones that went out to fight the fascists and won, by the way, because if that didn't happen, then I'm pretty sure that we'd be speaking German instead of English right now. Or even Russian. Well, that system was inevitable to fall in on itself anyway. That system can't sustain itself. But mm. the thing is, is now, now we're dealing with, the oddly enough, we're, we're dealing with people that are the generation that went and fought the real fascists of their time. That movement's now been hijacked by the people in the United States, wearing the black masks that are <laughs> they're marching out there, calling themselves anti-fascist and fighting fascism while they're being fascists. They're using the same tactics. I ask you, what's different? What's different about the two? The fact is, is we're glorifying the wrong day. You turn on the TV today, you open up news articles. What does it say? What, what are they all saying? Live updates, day of racial justice demonstrations. Where's the demonstrations about the people that fought against fascism, real fascism? Where's that? No, they didn't go out and demonstrate. They didn't walk up to the to the Nazis on the beaches of Normandy and say, uh, hey, can we talk about equality? Can we talk about justice? 
What would have happened to them then? The men that fought those pieces of garbage on the beaches of Normandy and all across Europe died so these hypocritical pieces of trash could be out there protesting today. They fought and died to give you a better life, and this is how you repay them? You people are a disgrace. You're a disgrace. Not just to the country, but to the world, you're a disgrace. And you ought to be ashamed of yourselves, but I know you're not, because that's just how pathetic you are. Your thoughts on D-Day? Uh, I mean, you, you covered it well. This is this is a huge disrespect to our, to our heroes in the past, right? I, I Honestly, I have no words for it. We're protesting and having your voice heard, right? And peacefully protesting. That is one of the freedoms that our soldiers fight for and have fought for. They were they were resisting tyranny, you know, D-Day. And this is what we're this is this is what we've devolved into is is riots. Now, not all of America, mind you. This is a very small minority of a, of the populace that's doing this. But where's the rest of America? Where why are we not calling out and resisting the rioters? Why are we not speaking out against them? Instead, we have influencers, and by influencers, I mean celebrities, sports, you know, athletes, news media, people, people in the limelight that we that we see all the time. We have these people that are speaking out against our freedoms and calling America racist. There's a problem with police brutality and whatnot. They're saying it's it's you know targeting specific races. And I've said to you the other day, yesterday, day before, whatever it was, it's not racially targeted. You know, the, the police brutality is not that. It's they're they're in some cases are just going overboard, period. You're more likely as a white dude to get shot by the police, right? Than you than a black dude. You know, last year I, I quoted the number, it was like nine or ten blacks that were unarmed were killed by police officers. And vice versa, 19 unarmed white men were killed by police officers. Why aren't we focusing on that instead of the race? It's just, it's so frustrating. And then you have the influencers that are bowing the knee, bending the knee to this terrorist organization, these terrorists, these fascists. It's just, it's frustrating. Okay, let's, uh, I, I know what you mean. Let's get into the NFL here, okay? How did this even start, by the way, with this NFL nonsense? How, how did this even start? Is this all go back to this Kaepernick fool? Well, okay, Kaepernick, that that kind of was a deal, you know, and, and a thing there, the, the whole Black Lives Matter thing and so on and uh -huh. so forth. But the recent one is kind of Drew Brees, uh, that situation there, quarterback. I, I don't know what for what team. Uh, I don't pay attention uh, yeah, to I, sports, honestly. I don't, yeah, I don't either. I don't care, but go on. He made a statement that was not racially charged. It was not bad at all. What he said was, uh, in a nutshell, uh, his grandfathers both fought in World War II. When he sees the flag, he thinks of the soldiers that have died to give us our freedoms. He sees, you know, America, what like the, the foundations of America, right? He sees all the people that have fought for it. And he was refusing to support the idea of kneeling during during the pledge or or whatever you know whatever that the the other kaepernick and all of them are doing uh -huh. and he doesn't support that now his speech was far more eloquent it was it was a question and he was answering it on an interview and very well spoken very patriotic very uh, it was fine and he's received a lot of flack on twitter because of that and basically it's the black lives matter the antifa types um the the social justice warriors were bashing him because he did this. And instead of standing on that, instead of standing on what he said and clarifying, making it clear that, you know, he's 
well, you, you can't say that all lives matter because obviously that's racist. Uh, you're, you're negating Actually, black lives matter. There was a reporter, an NBA like correspondent or announcer or something that just got fired because he said that publicly. Just a yeah. side note. Yeah. Yeah. So which whenever we make a decision that's based on color or race, that's more or less the definition of racism. <laughs> when you're focusing on that, you need to double check your what you're doing because that's probably racist. And that, that's exactly where we're at by, by saying, well, you can't say all lives matter, which as far as the Constitution is concerned, yeah, all lives matter. It, it, you know, it's all men are created equal. So I, I don't understand what the problem is there. I, I don't get it. But this whole Drew Brees, he, he capitulated with it and he bowed down and gave literally. them two apologies. Yeah, literally. And he's given them two apologies for saying what he said. Is this is this where we're at? I mean, I'm sorry. I, maybe maybe I'm so petty and and principle based that I won't capitulate to that. If I made that statement, if I if I was Drew Brees and I said that statement, I would have doubled down and be like, no, no, I I am proud of our heroes, of our soldiers that have fought and died for our rights. I am proud of them, and I will not back down from that. It's, it's just infuriating that they're capitulating to terrorists. And, and bowing down to it. it oh. You said there that he apologized twice. Here's my yeah. question to that. Has anyone acknowledged that apology either time? No, it wasn't good enough. It, it wasn't it, good it, enough. So no. what, what is good no. enough? What, what is good enough? Is anything good enough? No, no. Of course not. You, you're, no. You, you should be bowing down and giving over your wealth and your, your everything and, and giving it to these other rioters and these you black cannot, because, yeah, You cannot make a deal with this. You can't. I'll say it again. You cannot make a deal with this. They are not in the business of making deals at all. And anyone that comes out and says, go ahead. We don't make deals with terrorists. No, you and matter. As a matter of fact, you double down, right? <laughs> yep. That's how it is. Yep. So, OK, I looked up this Drew Brees thing. OK, so Drew Brees, right? I guess he's in like a Twitter war now with Trump. This, this is what's going on now. So First of all, if you're on Twitter, you're an idiot. OK, that's the first thing. All right. If you're a, if you're a celebrity, if you're a politician and you're still on these platforms, you're a piece of garbage. OK, get off those platforms. What in the world's wrong with you idiots? Get off of and I, that goes for Trump too. get off that platform. We're I, not I welcome there. there. Just we're not saying. welcome there. Why, why would you be on? Yeah, there? I, we're not welcome. I, there. If, if I if I was on one, of, I, don't, I don't care if I was on one of those platforms, I would be. I, w- I would die on that hill standing on what I believe. <laughs> well, I guess. OK. All right. All right. I, I'll, I'll bend to that because they're going to kick you off anyway. Right. They're, they're yeah. going to kick you off. anyway. Yeah. But in this case, in this case, th- this oh man, I can't stand celebrities. I can't stand sports stars. I can't stand them because they come out and they take stances on things and they speak on things and they have no right to speak on these things because they don't know anything about them. You have mm-hmm. a skill. You mastered a craft. Congratulations. You're great at something. Fine. You live in a country that allows you to do that and be all you can be and make hundreds of millions of dollars at it. That's fantastic. But you're going to come out and make a statement on something, on politics or or culture or society or whatever, and you know nothing about that because you throw a bag of air around for a living? Like, that's your skill. That's your skill. And I'm not bashing people that do that because if they're great at what they do, fine. But that doesn't mean that you turn around and you twist the minds of millions of people because of your own ignorance. What gives you the right to turn around and preach to the rest of society that it has to be your way, that it has to be the way of everyone else that's influencing you? Because of if you don't do that, 
then they're going to take all your contracts and all your money away and they're going to vilify you. Well, your money and your contracts be damned because you're not going to have any of that stuff, Jack, or in this case, Drew. You're not going to have any of this stuff. You think they're going to allow you to make millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in a, in a, in a socialist system? Are you out of your mind? Any of you, any of you garbage celebrities, you think they're going to let you make uh, millions of dollars in all this? You think they're not going to come for you? Are you people that naive? Are you that stupid? Well, obviously they have to be. They can't do anything else, can they? So Drew Brees comes out and he says, it's never, I love this. It, not really. I think it's, I think it's disgusting, but I, I, I say that sarcastically. Uh, we can no longer use the flag to turn people away. Um, let's, let's just start right there. Let's just start right there. That flag is a beacon of hope to people that come to the country. That's the first thing you see. That's why countries have them. It's not there to turn people away. It's there to announce a banner. Hey, this is who we are or to distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. Name another president. I'm, I'm not I'm not taking sides. Name another president out of the last four that have done as much as this guy has done. I don't care who it is. Name another president out of the last four that have done as much as this guy has done to help those communities that are of the minority communities, those disenfranchised communities. Name another one. Donald Trump was a hero to the black communities before he was president. He was given all those awards by Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton for giving people opportunities when others wouldn't. And now all of a sudden, he's this big racist guy? What? What? That didn't happen until the media started the big pile on, the big, the big pig pile. Breeze goes on. We did this back in 2017, and regretfully, I brought it back with my comments this week. We must stop talking about the flag. Why? Okay, uh, wh why? Wh why do we have to stop talking about that? People fought and died for that, you piece of garbage. Do you even know what it means? Do you, do you even know what any of that stuff on there stands for? You know, I talk to non-U.S. citizens every day because I'm not in the United States at the moment. I talk to non-U.S. citizens every day. And you know what? They can even tell me. Non-citizens of the United States of America, they can tell me. I can show them a picture of the American flag, and they can tell me what everything on that flag means. I'll bet this piece of trash can't. Even non-citizens, even non-U.S. citizens, foreign nationals who I, who I speak to every day, even they are fans of America. And when I say fans of America, I mean they're fans of the idea of America. They call it, they tell me, they call it the land of opportunity. Why? Because you can be and do anything you want, but you have to earn it. It's not going to be given to you. Even non-citizens understand this. Even they are fans of it. Everyone knows it, except for apparently the people inside of it that benefit the most from it. He goes on to say that we need to shift our attention to the real issues of systemic racial injustice. What is he having dinner with AOC now? I'll refer you back to the comments I made about Trump. African-American unemployment was the lowest it's ever been in the entire country's history under the first three years of Trump. Why isn't he talking about that? Why doesn't he say that? Why does he have to make it about uh, systemic racial injustice? Economic oppression. We had the best job numbers we've seen in the last 30 years under this. The economy was booming. It was going fine. We were actually getting ourselves back onto the right path in the midst of all this. And what happened? Pandemic. All of a sudden, we had to shut everything down. We had to social distance. We had to go home. And you know, people even like myself and, and like you, Bruce, I mean, we, we were saying, hey, look, you know, th this is a sensible thing to do. OK, we need to knock that curve down. We need we need to do all this. We're, we're going to do our part as citizens, right, to make sure that this doesn't happen because we don't want our fellow citizens and our infrastructure to come under that heavy burden and collapse because then all all hell breaks loose. And guess what you see? You see riots in the streets. We were doing 
what we thought we needed to do for that to avoid this. But no, I want to point something out. I want to point something out real quick. I want to point out that um, we keep hearing in the media systemic racism, systemic racism. Every time they say systemic racism, go look up the word systemic. That means the entire system. Okay. When they say systemic racism, they're calling you a racist. You're part of the system, are you not? As an American, you're part of the American system, yeah? So when they say it's it's systemic racism that's causing all this, that they're, they're, they're going against, they're calling you a racist. Keep that in mind. The next thing he goes on to say is police brutality. I agree that the police have issues, their respective departments. I mean, I think we can all agree on that, right? But the fact is, is that about 99% of cops out there are good people. They're just doing their jobs. And until you've actually been out there and done that job, you have no right to speak on that, because I can assure you, you have no idea what those men and women deal with on a day to day basis. Police brutality. And what happened to to George Floyd was terrible. It was it was terrible. Nobody wants to see that. Not even other cops want to see that. Bad cops are hated most by good cops because they should know better. This is precisely why bad cops get come down on the hardest when it comes to the justice system, because They're supposed to be there upholding the law, not breaking it. You don't uphold the law by breaking it. It's that simple. But you have bad people in society, just like you have bad cops. That's just the way it is. But you have to do everything within your power to make sure that those people get cleaned out. I agree that cops use excessive force from time to time, but look at the conditions of society. Now, I'm not saying that that's an excuse because trying to balance focus and an adrenaline rush is something that's is really inconceivable until you're put in that position, especially if it's a life-threatening one. So police brutality, it's not an issue that they're making it out to be. They're distorting it. Yes, police training has to change. I can agree with that. But you don't get rid of the police department. You don't do like what the piece of trash in, in Los Angeles just did. You don't defund a police department by a quarter billion dollars and say that that's police reform. That's not reform. That's handing over law and order to the warlords in the society. That's what's going to happen. He then goes on to say judicial and prison reform. What do you want to open up the prisons? Is that what you want to do? We've done a pretty good job of that so far. You looked in the streets lately of your respective city. You think it's bad now. This is without judicial and prison reform. They're calling for judicial and prison reform. Do you see justice for the businesses that are having their businesses burned down by the thugs that are out there smashing in storefronts and taking everything you got, burning houses down, housing complexes, apartment buildings? What do you think is going to happen when they say prison reform? Understand this. When they say judicial and prison reform, prison reform to the left means open the prisons. That's what they mean by prison reform. And they've done a pretty good job of that already with this coronavirus nonsense. So that concluded his statement, at least all that I'm willing to uh, to uh, to get into with this uh, with this piece of trash. But you know something? I'm going to say this with the NFL. I understand it's an American sport. It's an American tradition. There's a lot of people that that watch it. I get it. But you know what? You have to ask yourself in the midst of all this, with all this happening now, with guys like Roger Goodell coming out and and saying that the NFL was wrong for not listening to the players when they're taking this kind of stance. You got guys like some of the Hall of Famers like John Elway coming out, saying that they're going to take the same stances as guys like Drew Brees, using Twitter as their sounding boards. Guys like Elway, he gets in, he comes out, and he's, this is a quote from me. He says, listening to players and reading their social media because of what they say on social media that's being allowed by these, these tech companies must be true, right? Because if you don't take up that agenda, then what happens to you? Your contracts go away. You get benched. You get fired. Do you really care? If you're an American and you still watch football after this, what does that say? What does that say 
to yourself. I've been kind of hard on the, the the sports fans recently because I looked at it as a sense. And I'll admit, I'll admit, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Yankee fan. I always have been. But you know what? I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. It's not because of politics. That's that's bad enough in and of itself. But I don't care anymore because we're ignoring our civic duty as people of your respective country, whatever that is. I don't care if you're American, Canadian, if you're uh, German, if you're Spanish, if you're Italian, you're British. I, I don't care. The time to ignore your civic duty is over. We can't sit on the sidelines anymore and watch movies and party and, and all that stuff. All that time's over. That's gone. It's not going to matter. You think, oh, well, I'm going to have a barbecue and take the boat out this weekend. There ain't going to be any boating. There ain't going to be any barbecuing. So when you sit down on Sunday and you crack open that cold one in front of your TV with your barbecue burger and you turn on the game to watch these degenerates and traitors and trash come out and bash the very system that's given them everything they've got. Do you really want to support that? Do you really want to be a part of that? Is that what you represent? Is that what represents you? I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. Now or ever again, they can have it. If it's going to be that, if that's the price for watching the NFL, if that's the price, then that price is just too damn high. Yeah, I'm not going to watch any of it sports in general. I mean, this just solidified it. I might have watched like this Super Bowl or something, you know, but um, now not. I don't care. You guys are taking the stance. You're not going to get the viewership for me. You're not going to get the what little bit of ad revenue you'll get from that extra person watching. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm done. I'm not interested. OK, let's jump over to uh, rural America. They're saying these protests are hitting rural America, are they? Well, I mean, I'm we, in rural America. Yeah, we, we come from rural America and you obviously you live in rural America. So mm-hmm. are they I mean, you got reports now coming out saying, oh, the protests have hit rural America, have they? Sort of. We, we've had protests. Yes. But here's there's a big caveat with this. When they talk about protests in the in the media, what they're really talking about is riots. Right. Because we've all heard that the protests are largely peaceful. And then we go and watch the videos and look at that. They're burning down stuff, burning cop cars, smashing cop cars, beating people. I mean, yeah, that sure sounds peaceful to me. But we haven't seen anything violent. We've seen protests, you know, and nothing really major. But as far as these large protests, they're talking about, you know, 100,000 plus on D.C. and all that stuff. No, we haven't. we, We haven't seen any of that. A protest or a uh, which uh, fair enough, you know, pro- protest. Yeah, protests have been happening back in my part of the country over there. They, they've been happening. But these riots, I mean, th- that's not going to go. That's not going to go down too well. But Bruce, we saw um, we saw some photos of uh, of a group of uh, people on top of a GameStop with ARs. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go well going out into uh, into rural America like that. I think the key here in all this and let, let's talk about this for a few minutes. I, I think the key here in all this, it's going to be county sheriffs, isn't it? It's going to be county sheriffs coming out and taking the stance like what the county sheriff in Polk County said. It's going to be we're going to encourage our community to defend their homes and we will assist the community as needed. That's what it has to be. You've got communities or excuse me, you've got county sheriffs in areas of Virginia that were saying nearly the same thing about the protest for the Second Amendment all those months ago. Do you remember that? When they had the 30,000 yeah. march on the state house, mm-hmm. uh, the, they had mm-hmm. county sheriffs coming out all across the state in Virginia saying, if that's what they're going to do, if they're going to ban guns here, well, then we're just going to deputize our people in the county. The sheriffs are going to be the key in all this. They're going yeah. to have to deputize we the people. And then we're going to have to go out and clean up this mess because the governors and the, and the mayors won't do it. And when you deputize, it's that simple. You go through 
You're 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 essentially you're under the the arm of the sheriff's office. You're carrying out the duties, therefore. And so you have the arrest powers, which we have them anyway. Right. Citizens arrest. We can do that. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. we have to turn them over. Mm-hmm. But in this case, you're all nice and legal there, aren't you? So the fact is, is I think the key turning point in all this is going to be good county sheriffs in the midst of all this, because that's what it's going to come down to. Right. In, in my in the way I'm looking at it, due to the nature of our system, it's going to come down to the locales. Right. It's going to be local governments dealing with this problem, cleaning up this mess. Right. Uh, you, you mentioned the protesters that were um, you know, the Second Amendment protesters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to I want to clarify something here with those protesters it's come to my attention that some of the protesters or excuse me some of the facebook warriors right the 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 uh, social justice types are trying to make the argument that well you had these violent protesters that were taking their scary ar-15s and other uh, weapons the quote assault rifles which don't exist they're modern day hunting rifles but that's uh, beside the point they, they were up storming the the Capitol building of the. Keep in mind, the people that were protesting the lockdown, for example, and and, and the others that were protesting the uh, their their Second Amendment rights being violated, they, their Second Amendment rights still exist. They have the right to bear arms. They have the right to carry those weapons like that. They have the right to go to the Capitol building and protest with firearms locked and loaded. That is their constitutional right. The riots are not. You burn down a building. Uh, you burn down a building. That's not legal. You loot a building. That's not legal. You graffiti a building. That's not legal. <laughs> you beat someone. That is also not legal. So, oh, and by the way, if you're a protester peacefully protesting, but you're violating the curfew, that's also not legal. So keep in mind the two difference here. The difference between those two is one is legal, one is not legal. The argument that a bunch of white dudes took firearms to the Capitol building, and then you have these protesters protesting Black Lives Matter, and obviously, you know, the tear gas and pepper balls and so on and so forth are being used. There's not a race difference. There's a legality difference. That is very important to keep in mind. Anyway. Uh, just out of curiosity, I, I want I want to get your take on this for just, I'm going to pull a, a DSA card here and say point of clarification. Mm-hmm. Um you said there about a, you said something about a curfew. If you're out there and you're you're protesting, mm-hmm. you're violating a curfew. Uh, mm-hmm. Is the, is the curfew legal or is it just an order yes. like what we saw with the um, uh, the, the quarantines? Mm-hmm. The governors and uh, they do have the legal right, the constitutional right to enact a curfew. That 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 is in their legal purview. So okay. All right. So th- there is a difference there than is what you're saying, because I'm, I legit don't know. You're saying that there's a difference between what they did with the lockdowns as opposed to a curfew. Even with the lockdowns, they can do that for about 30 days, roughly. That, that's okay. what lawmakers have been saying. So it is still within their purview to do a lockdown. Uh, but again, it's, it, it's short term. And whereas the curfews, you have violence in the streets and they, they enact a curfew because of that. So it's within their legal purview to uh, try to quell the riots and whatnot. And, and so, yeah, it, it's yeah, they can do that. OK, that's uh, that's an interesting point, because I, I never knew that. I knew that they could instill like a curfew in matters of, you know, emergencies and, and things like that, which it, clearly mm-hmm. in this case, mm-hmm. that's what you see. But I didn't realize that that was actually a, a legal thing. I thought it was just kind of like an order and more like a, um, a suggestion, shall we say? I think it's a misdemeanor if you violate the curfew. Okay. So anyway, okay. Oh, um, yeah, the D.C. mayor. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mayor Bowser. Ooh, that's a 
for those of you that played Super Mario back in the day, uh, <laughs> so Bowser, Mario Brothers, you know, yeah, yeah, Mario <laughs> the, Brothers, uh, the, yeah. the end boss you have to deal with, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he had the streets. Uh, I don't know which street specifically and how many yet. Scanning over the article, but they had the street painted with Black Lives Matter. Now. I, I thought when I when I first heard that I was like okay maybe it, like the crosswalk or something you know they painted on there, no they went down the length of the street and painted Black Lives Matter from one end of the street to the other end of the street. Why? And yeah, uh, that that that's a good question. Uh, it was painted on Sixteenth Street as that was yesterday. So uh, yeah. Now okay, Th- these people are are vowing to. You mentioned something earlier off recording as we were sitting down. We were just kind of sketching out you know directions we wanted to go today. Mm-hmm. You mentioned something about sustaining. That, did I hear that right? Like they they want to try and sustain this protest. Oh yes. Yes. So what, um, what, are, what are their hopes with this? I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to try and make I'm going to try and make a connection here, I, I think, because my point is, is you've got mayors who are essentially, um, well, they're traitors, uh, for lack of a better term at this point. But you've got mayors that are going along with this. They're aiding it. They're fueling it. They're antagonizing their that they're going along with this. And so they're keeping the fire stoked is my point. Right. You can see that clearly. You can see it. And so by them doing this, now you've got the protest, like the media is coming out saying now that the protesters are, are going to try and sustain this until change is made. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know what change that is, but at least the end game result of that change, we all know what that is. But what what was the point you were trying to push across to me earlier when I wasn't paying attention? And I apologize about this sustaining the sustaining this um, this movement. Well, that, that's exactly it. They're they're trying to sustain this movement or they're claiming they're going to sustain it until there's change. And the thing is, is some of the the changes they were talking about, by the way, I forget which city it may have been in. um, It may have been in Minneapolis. I don't I don't remember exactly. But Black Lives Matter, the organization put demands forth to the I don't know if it was the state or the city, but either way, they put demands forward and were demanding that they basically pay for excuse the debts of black American, like the the college debts, they they were basically just saying write them off, you know, just okay. Well, I so think they want all, they want all debts canceled, regardless. I mean, everything everything right. that we're seeing though, they're you know that they're going to jump at, they're going to pile everything they can on top of this. It's going to be Green New Deal. I mean, you you name it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be all that. So everything you've seen, I mean, that's that's going to be it. But we know what the end game of this is, right? The 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 ultimate goal here. Is is going to be full blown Marxism, right? Communism. That's what it's mm-hmm, going to be. Mm-hmm. They're skipping the socialism process. They're going straight for the end game here. And so the thing to understand in this is that they will not stop at all. They won't. That's who these people are. What's being done behind the scenes? Why, why are we seeing this now? Have you have you wondered that? Why are we seeing this now? Why now? If it I, was I have so- my speculations. Okay, well, what are your speculations? Because I got my take on it. What What are your speculations? Well, you have the Obamagate, shall we call it? Those hearings uh-huh. are either taking place or about to take place. But they've already started. You also have a they've not in the news, okay, and we not in the news. Oddly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not in the news. And then there was also an, an issue with Hillary's emails and that that whole scandal. Yeah, um, she's supposed to testify now. We haven't heard any of that, have we? No, no, I can't say I've heard anything about that. But yeah, okay, yeah. so I was gonna go, I was gonna go down that road, uh, and that that's precisely uh, where I was gonna go with it. You've got 
all this nonsense with Obama. Now, here, here's the thing, right? These people, I, I'm talking, I'm going to mention some names here, and I, I don't think this is going to be a shock to anybody. Obama, Bush, Clinton, the last three crime syndicates that we've had in that office, okay, and all their little dirty networks and all their cohorts and everybody. Donald Trump getting in office was not supposed to happen. That was not supposed to happen, but he got in. And now he's pulled that veil back and exposed all that and said, oh, wait a minute. All this corruption has been going on for three decades. All this. Uh, we're going to have to stop this. We're going to have to go for all these people. This is treason. He said it. We played the clip here, didn't we? Mm-hmm. You tried to overthrow a duly elected president of foreign by the people openly. You got caught. Mm-hmm. Here's where they're at. And I'm talking about that establishment, that swamp. OK, the, the last three crime syndicates we've had in there, all working together, by the way. Bush has come out and endorsed Biden. Have you seen this? Yeah. That if that tells you where that where that that syndicate's at. So here's the deal. They know that they're caught. And worse than that, they know that we know that they're caught. I'm going to quote Zbigniew Brzezinski, and I don't like that guy. I don't like him. But he even said it in a speech that he gave to the CFR about 10 years ago. He said, for the first time in human history, mankind is politically awake. They're awake and they're staring at the elite. And that's what we're doing. We're staring right at you, you pieces of trash, all of you. You pieces of garbage. You people are disgusting. You're the filth, the, 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 the scum that's left over from the 20th century. You're the people that we didn't clean up. Well, you know something? It's high time we clean you up. And I'm talking about swiftly, justly, fairly, through the justice system, through the legal letter of the law. And God help me, as, my, as I sit here and I say this and I will stand by this, as an American citizen with conviction, and I believe in what I'm saying every single day when I sit here and do this, because I don't want to do this, but I sit here and I do it because I know I have to. And so does Bruce and everyone else we have on around here. If we have a true, fair, and equal justice system for all, as we state in our own creed, liberty and justice for all, as God is my witness, all of you people will be in jail for the rest of your natural lives for what you have done, because that's where you belong. There's um, one more thing I would like to point out, and I, I don't mm-hmm. recall if we pointed this out before, but I know we've talked about Civil Society 2.0 and how that was designed to teach different countries to, quote unquote, protest their 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 governments. And uh, when you go in and look at some of the procedures and, and how they go about this, it looks very similar to what we're seeing with uh, BLM and uh, Antifa. Yes, certainly does. Just kind of a last point, and then that's all I got. Anything else you got today? No, I think uh, I think that covers it. Okay, tomorrow uh, we're going to be sitting down, or I'm well, you're not going to be here tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to be sitting down with GP, I believe, in the morning, and we're going to I'm going to be sitting down with Marty in the afternoon. We're going to do something kind of off topic tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be a little little bit different. We're going to kind of step away. Hopefully, we're going to try, we're going to kind of step away from the riots and and all this stuff going on. And we're going to revisit something. Uh, we did something on situational awareness a couple of months ago, and we made the point back then that we wanted to go back and and revisit it after some time had passed. And so I think now, and you know, I'm sorry you're not going to be here tomorrow for it, Bruce, but um, I think now is a good time 
you know, I talked to Marty and he and I agreed that now's a good time to start talking about that because of everything that we're seeing. And like I said, we're going to try and stay away from the riot aspect of it. But all the breakdowns and stuff that we're seeing, I think now is a crucial time more than ever to be situationally aware. And so that's what we're going to cover tomorrow. Yeah, that's what we're going to cover tomorrow. So thanks for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow. 